From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Monday, February 7th. I'm Sarah Wright. The Omicron surge seems to have peaked, though the variant can be hard on children. And more than 200 staff and inmates at the jail have been infected. None have died or been hospitalized, according to public health officer Dr. Andy Corn. I did an actual tour of the jail and got a sense of how it's laid out and how they're screening the deputies who come in, the vaccination rates of the deputies, and what kind of protective equipment that they're using. And I, I wrote up a whole report on that, and we, we took it to the outbreak uh, team with CDPH uh, and had a, a fairly substantial conversation where Uh, They came up with recommendations about uh, PPE, uh, protective equipment that each individual in the jail uses, and uh, the pre-screening, you know, the questions that we all ask. So we addressed some of those things. The ability, as soon as somebody has any symptoms, to get them tested. And in the next couple of weeks, uh, we're going to have an industrial hygienist, uh, someone from Mendocino County from our environmental health, and CDPH, an industrial hygienist, which is familiar with, uh, with working in uh, in jails, uh, evaluate and make some recommendations. And uh, moving forward, the numbers have come down. Uh, they've gone down by almost 75 percent. At Friday's briefing, Corin reported that while hospitalizations have plateaued, there was one newborn infant from Mendocino County being treated at UCSF. He presented some numbers of the pandemic's overall effect on children. In two years, 800 COVID deaths have occurred in children, and that compares with 200 influenza deaths over the same period of time. There have been 8,300 hospitalizations, and 30% of these wind up in the intensive care unit. The risk of hospitalization is 11 times greater in the unvaccinated child, and COVID is now the ninth leading cause of mortality in children. Uh, But few kids have been vaccinated yet, and the disparity is huge between the wealthy and the poorest neighborhoods. While reported case numbers are falling, county hospitals were near capacity last week, a metric that public health is relying on more heavily than numbers in assessing the pandemic. With a seven-day lag, Corrin expects numbers to fall another 30 percent this week. We're seeing even fewer confirmed cases reported. This does not reflect Uh, either the thousands of over-the-counter rapid antigen tests. So we're relying less on case numbers to assess the progress of this pandemic, although it is important to see this. One is test positivity, which is down to 18.6%, which is a drop of 5.5% in the last seven days. Another important indicator, and one we're probably leaning more to rely on, is COVID hospitalizations, and these plateaued this week. Currently, we have 19 Mendocino residents in hospitals, including one newborn with COVID in UCSF. In Mendocino County, as of uh, February 3rd, we have one staffed ICU bed and zero med surge beds, reflecting the stress from nursing shortages and non-COVID cases. So the proportion of uh, COVID that's filling our hospitals uh, during this surge has been significantly less than it was in prior surges. The deaths are still rising with a new total of 117, and mortality, of course, always follows hospitalization as it peaks. Mendocino County's vaccination numbers are slightly behind those of the state, while the country as a whole lags behind other wealthy nations. We know also that the United States has the highest rate of mortality of all the large high-income countries in the world, 
And it correlates directly with our having the lowest vaccine rates in, in that group of countries. Why is that? Many indicators are related to race, ethnicity, poverty, but new research just published in The Lancet also shows a correlation of fatality with a level of trust in government and in each other as major factors, which also may explain the partisan divide in outcomes that we see in the United States. As of February 3rd, Mendocino County has administered a total of 148,679 vaccines, and this represents 71.7% of those eligible people in our county over five years old have been fully vaccinated. In California, that number is a little bit higher, 74.7%. Uh, the people over 50 years old um, are 80 to 85% uh, fully vaccinated, and that's actually a bit higher than California, but we lag behind the California rates in people younger than 50 years old, and those are the ones who are getting uh, the infection, of course, much more rapidly. As far as boosters go, uh, Mendocino County has had 37% of our population who's eligible uh, get boosted, and um, that is better than California. Therapeutics are beginning to be available in the county, though they are still scarce. There are some that are available for children under 12. Remdesivir has been approved for adults and children greater than 12. And actually there is a dose, you have to, the physician who's giving it needs to change the doses for the children under 12. And that's very uh, very safe. All of these are effective in the range of uh, 80 to 90 percent. We try and get children and adults who are early in the course of their of their illness within five days, or it's not going to be very effective. They have to have mild to moderate symptoms, and it's usually, especially because these are all very scarce, they're being prescribed based on certain risk categories. Corin ended by urging people again to vaccinate children, wear medical-grade masks, enjoy being outdoors, and prepare for the next surge. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Reif. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.